0: So many of us love coffee. Mm -hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Before we wrap up opening up, because we need How to. How
1: long is this opening up? <laughs> I thought this was the podcast.
0: <laughs> We're done, no. folks. See yeah. you
2: later. This is the Nikki and Bree Show.
0: Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Nikki and Bree Show. Last week, Artem and Nikki graced your podcast world. And this week, we thought it was only appropriate that Brian and Bree do it this week.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're gracing them.
0: I feel like we are.
1: Really? Do you uh, know what grace is?
0: Yeah, like, um, <laughs> like I don't know.
1: From From the Christian I, perspective, the grace is you are freed of your sin or you're absolved from your sin, but not because of anything that you have done. It's because of the sacrifice that Jesus did for you. And so that said... You're essentially saying we are gracing them. They do not deserve us <laughs> oh, to listen to, but here we are. I have sacrificed my time, so you guys are graced with our presence.
0: I have taken all your evil ways, <laughs> sins of the week. You are cleansed You're Wednesday cleansed. on the Nikki and Bree show. That's right. So go forth and be good. I don't know. Okay. Well, what would I say? Yay. How fun Brian and I are taking over this week. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yay. We're taking over this week. Uh, If you've
1: got nothing better to do, hang out with us.
0: Yeah. And thank you all. I um, saw your sweet comments. I was so sick last week and of course my husband came to the rescue. Um, I got hit with COVID, which is funny because I feel like COVID went away. And then now it's kind of like, you're hearing like little things, little breakouts here and there, but it's kind of like the flu.
1: Oh, it right? never went away.
0: Well, I know, but it just felt like, I don't know for me, it went away, I guess, <laughs> but it got me pretty bad last week, but, um, I am fully recovered. Thank goodness. And um, enjoying my last week up here in Tahoe. And then we go back to school. School is starting. Well, for a lot of you I've seen on Instagram, school has already started for the West Coast. I feel like West Coast always starts later than everyone, right?
1: I don't know. It just seems like it's weird compared to where when we were kids. Right. It always seemed like it started after Labor Day.
0: Always after Labor Day, but then i met in Arizona, it was weird. We The older I got, we started to – it'd be the last week of August. Then another year would go by. Then we'd start middle of August, and then I remember – I had to be a junior or senior in high school and all of a sudden we're going back to school like august 6th or 10th there was something wild Mm. which doesn't make sense because arizona is so hot but i'm kind of like i feel like july and august are our hottest months in the desert
1: but get you indoors and learning
0: oh That's
1: that's a guess
0: but you might be right i always thought it didn't make sense but that actually
1: i'm never wrong (laughs) (laughs)
0: what great perspective Brian
1: I'm not Uh, always right but I'm never wrong
0: but it was really funny because this morning Brian and I we actually got in a big discussion about going back to school there's been like a lot in our mind the past weekend with going back to school but I kind of was like oh we're going back to school and Brian's like I feel way different I'm like yes we're going back to school yeah
1: I I like school I feel like uh when our kids are in school one we get a little bit more free time but two they come back from school with new things that they've learned and like all these different interesting things and like when you ask birdie how her day at school was she has all these interesting stories and there's also the things that she's learned at school that we can do with her at home and that sort of thing. And, and I like all that. It's fun seeing them grow. It's fun seeing them develop, but it's also fun for us to have like, you know, especially with Bud, sometimes it's only a couple hours where he's at school, but it's like he comes back and I love here. I love seeing him go into school because he's so excited uh, and I love really picking cute. him up because he's so excited to see us. Yeah. And it's like, whereas like during the day, is he ever really excited to see me? He's excited to right. see mama. <laughs> you know, like He's like, yay, mama. But it's never like, yay, dada. And especially right. with me, it is like that when I travel sometimes. But it's never like that when I'm just like home all the time like I am now.
0: I agree. And it's so weird because my first instinct when I started to look at the school schedule and this week we're going to have to head back to Napa and get ready. My first instinct was like, oh, chaotic mornings. I become my kid's Uber driver. It's like, it was weird. That was like- She doesn't
1: like that, but I like the schedule of it. I like being on a schedule. I'm somebody who, I like discipline. I like schedule. I like waking up. I like knowing, okay, when I get up, I have to do this, 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 and then we go. And then I guess you know,
0: for me, if school started at 10 a.m, I, oh I would love that. because <laughs> then like as a family, we have a slow morning. We're not feeling rushed. We kind of collect ourselves for the day. And like, she
1: loves slow mornings.
0: I love slow mornings. So I, feel I like, like
1: mornings where I have purpose.
0: I still have purpose. You I don't can have just purpose. <laughs> I just go with it. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden, it's like, okay, like nine o'clock comes around and then we start to get ready to go. That to me seems great. Now, I love organization. Like I do. I don't like chaos. I don't. And sometimes I guess the those early mornings can feel chaotic to me. But just sometimes school, there's just... But it's also
1: because you're a sleeper. Maybe I, that's what And I, I am less of a sleeper. Yeah. So I like to get up early. I like... So like if my morning is not started by 6, 6 a.m. And I'm just, you know... But... Our boardings still start at six AM right. because Buddy's waking us up at five thirty in the but morning. But there's
0: a difference between when you're like up with your kids and you have nowhere to go than when oh, you're up with your kids like and everyone has them to get dressed.
1: Direction. Like <laughs> I like buddy needing direction. Okay, bud you can do this for a little bit, but then we have to get dressed for school.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I do, I see that. And let me tell you, I see it across all social media platforms, like parents celebrate when kids go back to school. Like, but
1: I think, I don't know, are they celebrating for the same reason that I am? I just like the structure of it.
0: Well, I think, I think parents go a little crazy in the summertime when you're around your kids all day long and they're like, half the time they're like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Or half the time I'm bored, I'm bored. And you're like, just go outside, leave me alone. So I think it's like you finally get like your free time back as a parent.
1: Yeah, you know? I get that.
0: Right? I mean, yeah. you and I this past weekend,
1: it's yeah. been wild in the Danielson house. I haven't house. worked out since Thursday. I don't think I showered since Thursday either.
0: I don't think I've worked out since spring break. I mean, I've sprinkled a couple workouts in, but yeah. I feel like I just have, I don't know. i It's so funny because it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm so busy today. And someone's like, what'd you do? And you're like thinking of what you did, but you're like, you don't get it. Kids, they puzzle- take up time. I did time. puzzles
1: with Bud yeah. <laughs> for 45 <laughs> minutes and then come home after I went out with Bird only to find that he destroyed one of the puzzles that we put together and we can no longer put it together again.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that we have a wild boy, but he is um, very high energy. And the thing about Buddy is he's very intelligent, but he has so much energy. He sometimes doesn't know what to do with it. So Brian and I are constantly finding activities, arts and crafts, chores. Like, Buddy is someone you have to keep busy, but that's exhausting as a parent. One, to constantly be coming up with something to do, keeping him busy. Because Buddy's a type, like, the minute he's done with something, he'll be at your leg. like
1: Or he'll be hitting Bird.
0: Or, yeah, then he'll go find Bird and all of a sudden want to have a cage match with her. It's crazy. But, you know, he's just... He's really funny. And I look at him and I'm like, there's so many positive things. And the high energy is actually, it's a positive. It's so good. It's It's just as a parent, it's exhausting. And Brian and I always have have
1: to. when you have something that you have to do. Yeah. Like for work or something like that. And then his high energy is like needs attention or else it becomes destructive.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, and Brian and I are very much the types like... um, you know before like when we get the kids down and which let's just be honest their bedtime routine is like a 3 hour long thing but when we finally get our time and we're in bed um he and i always like try to talk and think of new ways like to parent buddy and like we kind of i feel like we check in a lot yeah. with each other of like are we doing this right like is there something we want to change like the other night he and i got in bed and we just like looked at each other like whoosh, we made it to this moment where we actually get to sleep. And, but he and I were like, you know, today felt a little off on parenting. Like, I think sometimes as parents, we have to kind of communicate and be like, we have a lot of wins today or a lot of fails. And when you feel like you had a lot of fails, Brian and I are the type. And I I don't know, I kind of recommend this for all parents out there that we check in with each other and be like, why did it feel like parenting wasn't, good today like what why did we feel like we failed and he and i will kind of brainstorm new ideas how to talk to buddy um different discipline things to like do we need to put him in like different act like just activities to all of this and um i feel really blessed that brian as my partner we can do that like it's nice that we communicate and we can talk it out and he and i are always we're on the same page a lot
1: yeah and even when we're on different pages we it's we fine. talk about it yeah, yeah it's fine it's like you're not always this is one of the things you know we didn't talk about our parenting styles before we got married right so it's like it's like a because honestly you don't know what your parenting style no, is no
0: actually we did because you remember my uncle who married us he made us write it down in a book you remember we did that book with him mm. and we said how do you believe too
1: many concussions <sighs> I don't remember <laughs>
0: Brian,
1: <laughs> too many concussions. I don't remember. We
0: <laughs> we did. We had a book, and we
1: those but questions. But That must were asked. have been. And so you and I vague. actually
0: answered them all. Cr- like we were on the same page.
1: Yeah, but but the, your theoretical parenting ideas are way different than how you actually parent once you have kids.
0: I will definitely agree with that. Yeah. I told myself this, and I'm I'm I'll admit it. I will never yell. I'm like, I will be calm and I will have patience. What and about your personality
1: will... made you think that you would be like that? Because
0: I thought it would be different with my own kids. <laughs> but <laughs> a parent fail for me is sometimes I get to a point, I got the patience, I got, and then I'll be like, damn it. Or like, come on guys. <laughs> and then I'm one of those who then sits and regret that. Why did I raise my voice? And then my kids always know I come in and I apologize. I'm always quick to apologize because I feel like when I apologize to them and let them know mommy didn't mean to raise her voice, they understand I'm human. And then they're allowed to be human. And it's great. But like, (laughs) I wish at times I didn't get to that point. It's who I am. I'm working on it. But um, that's kind of one of my fails as a parent. And like at night I'll sit I'll sit in my bed and like, I'll think about it and sometimes lose sleep over it. And I'm just like, goodness, Brie. And, you know, Birdie never gets me there. It's Bud who gets me there, but it makes me feel bad that he's my child who gets me to that point because I don't want to get to that point. And I understand like he can't help himself. So there's just a lot of work that has to be done over in this side of the room. (laughs) Yep. Well, come on, Brian. You don't. To...
1: I got that from Bird. Yep.
0: <laughs> Birdie's really big when you ask her, instead of just saying yes, she'll go, yep. And yep. in my head, I'm like, is that a bitchy tone or is like she good with it? Yeah. But what would you say like this week? Did you feel like you had any like, I don't know,
1: I had big parent
0: wins or fails?
1: I had big fails, big win. Uh yeah, big wins, big fails. Yeah, you know, it's really funny when I feel like when i'm when i get morning time with bud and it's just the two of us a lot of times as long as i'm not completely exhausted a lot of times it ends up feeling like a win because he gets one on one time with me where he's doing something like putting together puzzles or he's doing we're doing bingo together yeah. or we started i started teaching them how to play uno and with him and he really loves it and so like the interaction of it and it get and it almost feels like when we get that one on one time together then when Bird comes out and I give her a big hug and hold, you know, and hold her for a little bit, it almost feels like he's kinder. And then I yeah. and then I'm making them breakfast and they're playing well together. And it feels like that was a win. Even though I was tired, whatever it was, doing that with him and taking the time and the energy to put that effort into him has made him better with Bird when Bird wakes up. Yeah. But then on the flip side there's been a couple mornings this week where it's just been bud wakes up bird wakes up they're both saying i'm hungry i'm hungry so i'm trying to make them breakfast as yeah. fast as i can and then they're at each other's throats and then they're both crying and then all this yeah. stuff and i'm also trying to keep them quiet so that Bree doesn't wake up and oh my God. it just and then like
0: i usually am up by the way because yeah, buddy yeah. stomps and runs everywhere
1: but then also like there's dishes in the dishwasher that have to be put away. And you're trying to do all these things. The dogs have to be fed. Uh-oh, Winston just pooped in the shower or whatever it is. And it just feels like one fail after yeah. another.
0: <laughs> and let's all be clear for a second. Why I'm the one who Brian, when, he, when he's home, lets me sleep in is because I'll be the one if the kids need anything in the night. I always tell Brian, let me be the one. It's just easy when we're on this page of like, Brian sleeps through the night. Let me be the one to get up. And Buddy's gone through this stage. He's just very inconsistent sleeper, which is very hard on Brian and I, because we were used to Bird, who's very consistent. She sleeps like me. Um, And Buddy has been coming out in the middle of the night and literally will just like crawl next to me and cuddle me. And I love it because I feel like he's not gonna do this forever, but now it's been months of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, and it's
0: hard for me to get back to sleep at times. So I get.
1: And it, it was that because Buddy couldn't figure out how to get out of his room. Right. Before. Like he couldn't open doorknobs and all that kind of stuff. And so it was like when he was crying, Bree would go in and do that sort of thing. But now yeah. he just comes out of his room. And even though like he tends to go to Bree's side, I still wake up with it.
0: No, so, you well, so This like, morning <laughs> I see him coming out. I'm like, bad, bad. And he's going to Brian's side and I'm like, Did you hear me? I'm
2: like, yeah. God no.
0: And then um, he just wanted to literally roly poly over Brian to get to me.
1: Yeah, but he also wanted to cuddle me.
0: Well, yeah, but he started with me. He
1: started with you. But he roly-polyed I, over me. And over, then started with over me. my broken arm. Yeah. Oh, and then, go.
0: <laughs> then he was like, Now I'm gonna go cuddle data. And yeah. he didn't know and And
1: then sometimes he goes over and cuddles you while kicking me. Yeah. <laughs> That's it.
2: His-
0: Oh, gosh, the other night he was kicking me and I was like, why? Yeah. Like praying so hard. Please let this child just sleep. Yeah, <laughs> But it's weird because then he'll give us these great nights and you're like, yes. And then no. Then like three days later, it's like we're back into. But
1: he the- was so sweet this morning because he was like. I know it was frustrating for you because he was singing, but he was cuddling <laughs> was next cute. to me and he, he was singing like somewhere over the rainbow, which I, I kind of taught him. And I said, No, okay, you didn't teach him. That. Okay, but can you do it a little bit quieter? Because at first he was doing it really loud and he's just going somewhere yeah. over the rainbow. Yeah. And I was just like, That's It was, so I thought that was super
0: cute. He is in those moments, it's really hard to get frustrated or mad because he's so cute. And he's in that three-year-old conversation. So he's asking you these questions and that little voice, then he'll have like his head, like resting on his hand. And he's like, you know, and I'm thinking and, and it's just like, okay, we're not going to be in this forever. So let's just, I enjoy it, you know, but it just makes me a very tired, not as patient parent.
1: Much less patient.
0: Hey, I count a lot to 20. <laughs> or I'll walk out of the room.
1: I like, like. I liked it if you would have just said you count a lot. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um,
0: no, but even like yesterday. Because when
1: I think of you counting, I think of, of you going, Bud, one, <laughs> <laughs> two.
0: All right. I count in my head. I sit and I stare in silence because I'm counting in my head. I'm just looking Counting at them five yourself? and I'm like, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. Sometimes it actually makes my blood boil more. I'm like, shouldn't count. <laughs> walk out of the room. Sometimes I do have to walk out of the room. And I just got to be like, they have to, they literally have to do this on their own because they fight our kids fight every day. the, <laughs> The sibling fighting can be so crazy. And there's just times I'm like, just walk out of the room, Brie, let them figure it out. Because it's hard on me. Because I always want to interfere as the parent, right? Mm -hmm. And I always want to be like, so what happened? What happened? And obviously, both kids are like pointing the finger at each other. Although
1: Bud's very, he's actually very honest. He'll come crying. He actually is very honest. And he'll be like, Bertie pinched me. And I'll say, well, did you pinch her first? And he goes, "Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: And you know what's so funny is he always cries so hard when she does something back to him. Like, I can't believe it. I can hit her, but she can't hit me. Yeah, It's wild to me. But bless their hearts. They're growing and learning. And I keep. And
1: we're growing and learning.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought at 40, 42? I'm not even 40. I'm 39. At 39 and 42. I've always
1: thought that we grow and learn.
0: dead in the eyes or a maple donut (laughs) and in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline New York formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, cocoa Zing, and many more. In business and in just life in general, the older I become, and it's true what they say: like the older you get, the more wiser. But it's true to you know, life experience really helps with that. And even like this weekend, you know, Brian and I got a call from Buddy's school that they kind of want to change his schedule because they just feel he has so much energy that they just want him to do like an hour a school a day, one hour. And like we're hearing because of his high energy and like just these different things. And I was listening, getting counting, counting because I was getting hot. <laughs> I was getting mad, cutting promos in my head. Um, but all weekend, like Brian and I were like sitting on that, trying to digest that information because I just am like, you know, I I get quick to protect obviously my son, but I also am like, you know... I his high energy can't be a negative thing. And I hate the fact that honestly, every day that I drop Buddy off at school, I get anxiety when I go pick him up. Like, what are they gonna say today? What did Buddy do today? And I hate that I always feel that way. Brian knows, like I always have anxiety. And I'm like, you know, I'm really tired of Buddy's personality. People always like pinpointing what they feel is negative about him. And they'll even sometimes compare him to Birdie and being like, you know, and Birdie's just, you know, she's calm and she's like, she pays attention. Like they'll just, and I, and it drives me crazy because I think what makes Buddy and what, how Buddy will thrive in life is his natural abilities, like high energy. He's very athletic. He can pay attention and he's very smart with numbers. Like there's all these things. And I'm like, well, let's talk about those. To the point, I think I'm going to pull him from school no kid can go to school for, I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, one hour a day and you're telling me he's going to learn? No. He'll learn being with me in the garden, taking him hiking. I know you, You we, this has been, Brian and our whole weekend of just like back and forth with conversations because I'm a pistol. Well,
1: and-, and I also, and I also think like the, uh, the idea if we could get him in like a school setting that nurtures his energy. Right. In the sense of like, uh, that was one of the great things about what we had him doing before. But in that school, he has to transition out of that into this new thing. Whereas like, I feel like there's a specific kind of energy between three and four, as opposed to three and six. Right. And then, so it's like, so if he could just be more outdoorsy where he doesn't have to like constantly, constantly be paying attention or constantly be doing that. Well, I, I I just think that like, you know, when we looked at some of those outdoor schools, like right. I, we thought like, Oh, that's right up Bud's alley. He would do, he would thrive in that situation. And so, 100%. you know, which is what the school was for him before. It just might not fit him where he's at now. Right.
0: Well, I think that's what drove me crazy a little bit is like his class is three to six year olds. Cause they say the older kids help the younger ones, but it became that buddy, Is too disruptive for the older kids. And I'm like, wait, I'm confused because I thought the system was different. But that right there, it was so weird because I posted this quote. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it in my G stories. But I wrote, when a flower isn't growing, you don't change the flower, you change the environment. And Brian and I, who are gardeners, we never look at our seeds when we plant when they're not growing. The first thing we look at is our soil and what we're planting our seeds in. I never like plant something and if it doesn't grow, I think, darn it, those seeds. I'm thinking something's wrong with the soil. We got
1: some faulty seeds.
0: Okay. I'm making a point here.
1: I was reiterating your point. But I post (laughs) – it was so weird because (laughs) – I was reiterating your point.
2: I was on the same page as – I thought you were being
0: honest. I thought you were trying to like really say about faulty seeds. I was like, okay. No,
1: I was saying that there's not –
0: Right. Like no one –
1: You get some heirloom seeds and
0: they're usually pretty good. And – It was weird because I posted that quote and then all of a sudden, I, you know, then we get the call and I felt like that quote came in before that call for a reason. And I told Brian, I'm like, Brian, buddy is that flower. Like he's not changing and he's blooming beautifully. And tell me any three-year-old who can sit down and play you in Uno. And he beats Brian at times. Like kid is great.
1: There's so I'll many. i let him be. <laughs> Come on!
0: But there's so many great things. I am not going to let the environment change him. I'm just going to put him in a different environment and let him keep growing. I just feel, and it'll be, will it be tough to have my kids at two different schools? I'm mama Uber. I don't mind. I, um, you know, I, I just feel like whatever is best for them. Like, obviously, it's hard as a parent when you have multiple children. But I guess what your children are all different you know, Bertie thrives at the school. She does amazing. And we've seen so but much But she didn't growth. start till four. Right.
1: So she might've had a hard time at three as well. And
0: that's sometimes what I kind of, in my head, I'm like, did we start Buddy too early? And like, I, you know, you, you think to yourself as a parent, like how great, like it will help them. But I don't know, maybe it hasn't because maybe we just needed Buddy to grow and be that wild toddler and do all those things without being disciplined for it here in our house and nowhere else. I don't know. This is like what keeps me up at night, everyone.
1: Well, and there's differing opinions on it. So I, I read a book called, uh, pre-K, the most important years, right. And it was talking about how important it is to, for your three and four year olds to be learning and in, in like an educational environment, but not, not necessarily learning how to write or whatever it is, but, still like learning fundamentals about life because their brains are so open and receptive and that sort of thing. And so, but it's interesting because she was reading about different places where they recommend not even starting kids in school till five.
0: That's That's actually, you know, what's so crazy is that I was telling Brian that it's now this is funny because this is Google and you'll read so many different things, but you know, five used to be the normal age. And actually, my grandmother always told me, like, she she feels we start our kids way too early. Like, they should be at home with the parents till five. And that's hard because all parents work now. We all, you know, so then there's daycare and nannies and all those things. But um, how that it used to go from arts and crafts and playing to now, like, they're really trying to teach kids under five. And that's where anxiety, stress, depression can start to plant its little seeds without us even realizing it in our young ones. And I was telling Brian when I actually did the research, and I love America, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, but we're number seventeen on the education level, and Finland is number one. So I'm like, okay, hey, Finland, what's, what do you do? Three things they say with their, what their schools teach like the foundation, nature, compassion, and the circle of life. And I was like, that's really interesting, but at the same time, I could see like uh, that type of foundation, like. What it does to a human,
1: but I think Finnish people are also Vikings, so they're like me, and they might just be a smarter, smarter group of people.
0: <laughs> Don't listen. to him. <laughs> This is every day of my life with him. But you're you're right. But so it's just I'm not
1: right. I as in no, let, no, let everybody no. know <laughs> I am not serious. That is not <laughs> no. what I think. Well, you're it was just a joke. No, we know, right? <laughs> Do you? Because you just said you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm like, no, I'm not right. That is absolutely wrong. Yeah. No, it's very wrong. (laughs)
0: Uh, But it's funny because, you know, I've been doing so much research this past weekend, just trying to make sense of it all and like also do the best for my child. So, and I know a lot of parents are out there where like every day it's like, you feel like, Oh my gosh, like what phone call now? Like what, what now, like, do I need to do with my kid? Like, It always feels like kind of this like ongoing battle as a parent. Like, I don't know.
1: Well, and all the expectation too of, you know, and then, you know, we're very fortunate in the sense of uh, not having to worry about like, okay, paying for the school or whatever it is. But then when you, you know, come across, you know, my parents, if there was something there was, if, if, if my education wasn't working for me, they couldn't have put me in a different school. Right. they just didn't have the finances for that we didn't have any money you know so right. it's like um so I, like my heart goes out to those parents too because who would love to do something else with their kids but then they can't afford it you right. know and you know our education system is you know it's so dysfunctional i would guess in right. the ability for parents to be able to do that you i know, agree when they don't have the finances so
0: which is then important to always check in with your kids the way, like, I think how Brian and I check in with each other and we're good at checking in with our kids. And even when I got off the phone, I, like, talked to Buddy. Like, I I was trying to, like, fill him out. Like, how, do you like school? Like, I just wanted, I wanted to see if I saw, and he's three, but, like, signs of, like, does it make him feel anything like, you know?
1: Buddy, how are you feeling about school? I want a fig bar. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's usually how the conversation goes. But I also want him to Pump-corn. know, I want it to feel like a habit of like, even if he's three, like, let's talk about it. Granted, it might be a fun little silly three-year-old conversation, but it comes becomes a habit in our household that we have those conversations. And, you know, I see it a lot online. I read a lot of stories where you'll see like kids getting bullied at schools And sometimes things end in a very tragic way. And sometimes parents are like, I never saw the signs. So I feel like, you know, I try to really be aware with my kids, like having conversations, especially like Birdie now, like she's in elementary and just really like, she's going to be with older kids. And I just want to make sure like no insecurities start now. Like, let's always talk about something, you know,
1: I always say, are any kids bullying you if they are? Let
0: me know. No, that's the wrong way to do it. <laughs> the absolute wrong way.
1: Ah, you so With silly. my broken arm.
0: <laughs> but it makes me think of Brian, like yesterday, like when you came home, he had a really fun day with uh, Birdie. They had a daddy daughter day because we feel it's important for our kids to separate. And then I, I buddy, I attempted, well, we did. We went for lunch and <laughs> it was fun and wild. And uh, mainly because our table next to us, new buddy, loved to make dinosaur noises. So it turned into a dinosaur noise competition.
1: And he didn't eat.
0: And he didn't eat his food because he just wanted to do that. And I was sitting there in my head thinking, like, can you just, like, let like stop distracting my child? Yeah. Let him eat. And I want to eat. Like, I, I just, uh, it was, but it was fun. We had fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Rah>! <laughs> yeah, but it's
0: but it's good, buddy. And I, we, he's he's like my mini. At ten. I look at his personality, and I'm he's like, "Is your mini?" He looks exactly like you, but don't you feel like he's more my personality? Yes. And bird's more your personality. Yes. But um, buddy,
1: I, bird's I like, so easy, and bud's so hard.
0: I saw what you did. <laughs> yeah, I saw That's that. True. <laughs> I know so I can relate to Buddy, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so when I put Buddy down for a nap yesterday, I did this meditation just because all weekend, um, you know, especially like with Buddy, like all the buddy stuff, I just was kind of like, oh, I just didn't, I hadn't felt good. Like, you know, when you feel like you need to kick out, like I couldn't tell, am I been grumpy all weekend? Or like, am I sad? Am I what am I like feeling? And I did this great meditation just to be like, you have to own those negative feelings and to like write them down. Cause sometimes we try to hide them because we don't either a want to believe we're feeling that way, or you might feel silly feeling that way. So I was like, F it, I'm going to write it down. And I did, I wrote down sadness, um, confusion, like all these things, but then it was, you know, in the meditation, they're like, now you need to try to pivot from those. So then you write off obviously like an affirmation. So I might be feeling sadness, confusion, but I feel so blessed that I have a healthy son who makes me laugh. Like, you know, you just in every day to kind of say the negative, but then right after say the positive. And it started, it really did. Didn't you feel like it shit? Cause he could tell I was a little grumpy, but it started to just help me like remember the positives and like all the things I am blessed with in life and not dwell on like those down moments. And um, I started to really feel different. And now every morning in my journal, I read it to remind myself like, you're gonna feel probably this today because nothing is like figured out yet, <laughs> but let's like remember like what is. And um, and Brian, I feel like you you have a lot of stuff too that you're trying to like pivot with your feelings that
1: I feel like you should share. Yeah, so for me, I've tried to get into some better habits as far as like gratitude, you know, like Brie had gotten me this gratitude journal a while ago and I was like, uh, rolling my eyes, (laughs) you know, and then, um, but then I've started using it, you know, it's been now, I don't know, about a month and it is, it is great. You know what I mean about, you know, getting into the habit before you go to bed. And now keep in mind this morning was really tough, not just with the kids, but with some work stuff. And what I do feel like made it harder was that last night I fell asleep while putting Buddy to bed. And then so so I I was laying next to him and cuddling him and I just fell asleep. And I woke up and it was like nine o'clock and it's like our bedtime. And I like I kept walking Ugh. by
0: like looking in. <laughs> and I'm like, I think he's asleep. I was like, I'm gonna give him till nine o'clock to wake him up. Had
1: I already brushed my teeth, I probably would have just stayed in there. Yeah. But I hadn't yet. And I can't go to sleep with dirty teeth. Oh, That's the worst feeling. Disgusting. And so anyways, so I got up I take some uh, some supplements and stuff before I go to sleep. My magnesium, all these—it's diff- like fifteen pills of different things. And then I brush my teeth, and then all, and I'm like, and I lay in bed, and I'm so tired. But I didn't. Do- I was like, should I do my gratitude thing for the day? I'm like, oh no, I'm so tired. But then I felt it this morning, as far as like, I haven't had the same energy, and that could just be—it could be any number of things. But it also could be that like. I do think that the more you remind yourself of the things that you're grateful for, right? That the right. The, the, e- the easier it is to get through the hard things because life is difficult. That's, you know, that's not something that everybody says. It's like, but it's true. Everybody's life, no matter what you do, right. life is difficult. And if you focus on just the difficult things, then you're going to feel a lot worse than if you're regularly forcing yourself to direct your attention on the positive things. So I agree, but
0: you know, and just you saying that it's crazy. Like um, I already feel like after this, I want to like start journaling some more of like stuff I feel because it it is crazy how good you feel. And even just talking about it, like out loud, right? mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just like, you like feel like you get so much off your chest and, all of that. I feel like Brian, before we wrap up opening up, because we need to. How long
1: is this opening up? (laughs) I thought this was the podcast.
0: (laughs) We're done folks. See you later. No. So (laughs) we have to, everyone always wants to know what books you're reading. Okay. And people sent in so many amazing questions this morning. So we have to get to some questions. Yep. But before we wrap up opening up, Brian and I do want to send to Maui, I know Nicole and Artem did last week, but just our thoughts and prayers. Every night before I go to bed, um, Maui is still number one on my prayer list. And all the families and the people still missing. We send our love and our hope and all our prayers and thoughts with you all there. So, um, and I know when you go on social media, there's all these different ways to help out where Brian and I donated because it goes straight to the families is Lahaina Ohana Venmo. And there's been a lot of big sites that have verified it. I always feel like Jason Momoa has been verifying everything. So he verified it. But um, Lahaina, Ohana, Venmo. So we're sending our love to all of you in Maui. And something that I saw in the news, I actually watched the a little bit of the game. But um, it's always fun to catch, I feel like, for myself, because I used to play soccer, the Women's World Cup, and it was awesome to see Spain win. So congratulations.
1: Why was that awesome?
0: Well, I feel, I don't know. I just feel like Spain, like it's nice when you start to see teams go to the finals that you don't usually see in the finals. So I don't know for me and the women, I started to read a lot in there and now granted you're reading a lot, but the women on that team have been through a lot. Let's just say, it seems like the last decade of dealing with a lot of BS political stuff behind the scenes. And um, they have fought very hard for not only equality, but respect. And so, um, a lot of big stories came out on it. And that might be for another podcast episode. But um, so, it was really exciting to see them win. So, that made me happy. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, everyone always loves what's Brian reading? So, we'll come back. Brian, you let us know what book. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, The sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for, like, refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has, like, some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart Now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to Walmart.com slash now trending. That's Walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart.
2: To reading.
0: Ooh. Brian likes books.
2: Brian likes to read. Brian likes books. Yes, indeed. This is Brian's book segment. Read, read, read. Brian's book segment. Yes, indeed.
0: Honestly, that tune—I need to hear it more. It's so good.
1: Would it make you read more?
0: Actually, it probably would. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Every <laughs> <play, good> morning.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, Brian. So everyone always gets excited when you're on the podcast to know what you're reading. As mm-hmm. we all know, you're usually reading about three books a week. Yeah.
1: so no, not three books a week. I read approximately a book a week. Oh, that's what it is. But I read three books at a time. That's at least. what it is. Sometimes more.
0: So please enlighten us with okay. what you're reading.
1: Well, because I was prepared for this, she was preparing me for this all weekend for <laughs> me to do this podcast. She said, people want to know what books you're reading. And usually I, because I struggle... With the names of authors, but yeah. because today yeah. I was like, "Oh, I know I'm going to do this podcast." Where usually it's just like haphazard, like, "Hey, Brian, I know. Nicole is pooping. <laughs> can you can you come do the podcast?" Of and so, he says that. He and so, that. Uh, so yeah. So I just had him next to me so people could see. So uh, I really so usually I read a nonfiction book, uh, a fiction book, and some sort of like poetry. Spirituality, something or another. And I've really loved this. And you could get through this uh, so quickly. It's called Earthkeeper by N. Scott Day, and I don't know how to say people's names. Um, but he's Native American and they're just like short little almost like little essays. Like Okay, this
0: looks like something I would love.
1: Yeah, it, it is something that she would love. And it's just like those, um, they're I just I love it. I love sometimes when I just want something concise and something to think about poetry or very short things like this are, are great for me to read. And it's, uh, it's a lot, um, on like Native American thought processes towards the land, which I find to be extremely helpful and useful right now, like in, the way that in my own thinking and how I'm viewing the world and all that kind of stuff, there's, I think it's Robin Wall Kimmer who wrote Braiding Sweet Sweetgrass. But, uh, you know, if you want to read something longer and in-depth about kind of those same things, where the way Native Americans looked at the land and what science is revealing are starting to kind of intermingle a little bit about mm-hmm. like ecology and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just really good as far as that, keeping my environmental brain just like attuned to some of the things that I see around me. And especially, have been going on a lot of hikes with the kids and a lot of hikes by myself. And when I'm hiking, I find it especially useful to like have those things in my head. It makes me more present and that sort of thing. So anyways, there's that.
0: There, I love that.
1: Yeah, there's also this, which most of my hardcover books, I take the sleeve off because I- I do too. I, I find them annoying. I agree. <laughs> but this is The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler. It's about finding- Kind of finding meaning and purpose, but also okay. Once you find meaning and purpose, how do you actually get to these get to do these things that are meaningful to you or make you feel purpose and that sort of thing? And just like a, kind of a step by step way of feeling things like flow, of feeling things like passion, and how you know, and how a lot of those things intersect. Um, I've really enjoyed it. If so, I take a lot of notes. When I read and write and you can see there's like all these like pages flip down where I underline things and um, things that I like and that sort of thing. So that's that. And then as far as fiction goes, Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse, I've been loving. And this is something i Yeah, I've, just I've been read.
0: noticing you've been real into that book. Well,
1: so what I do, what I typically do with my fiction is I read it right before I go to bed. So I do my gratitude journal and then I do... The things I wanna do for tomorrow, like the yeah. goals, you know, my goals for tomorrow and that sort of thing. And then I just read a little bit of fiction. Bree likes to watch shows. I I find
0: Even though I've been a little you've seen, I haven't been on the show kick that much lately
1: yeah
0: I mean don't get me wrong literally um, just like, like that every two or, Thursday two or three no days ago, with my Thursday night
1: two or three days ago she was just like that sex in, in the, the city, city. <laughs> just like, that's
0: that's really all I'm watching right now and I wait my every Thursday but I'm not like he, I just haven't been into watching stuff I just feel like I, don't, I needed a break and I can't go on Instagram at night because my sister dms me all this stuff and I feel like I can't be doing all this before bed so i really cut a lot of that out
1: yeah that said back to me yeah um, <laughs> and brian's books uh so it's rebecca roanhorse black sun um so it's like a a series of books and this one was a, a like one of the finalists for the nebula award which is you know um science fiction fantasy type stuff it's really really good and Uh, I think she has Native American heritage too. And so, so anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, the world building in it is, is interesting and fun. And I also find that a lot of fiction tools translate very well to wrestling. Like when it comes to like, uh, I also think nonfiction does too, as far as like how you see the world and that sort of thing. But anyways, I find like there's a lot of tools when you're reading fiction, if you're looking at the, at how they build certain stories and that sort of thing. I think that applies a lot to wrestling too. And so it's almost weird because my brain is so focused on wrestling so much. Like I see things that apply to wrestling everywhere. You do. And And he writes
0: them down. I mean, it's really incredible. All of your notebooks.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of notebooks,
0: all of his notebooks and ideas of, I mean, wrestling ideas to just life ideas to just ideas with the kids Ideas with me, like you're really great about writing everything down.
1: Well, it's just I have to get it out of my head, or else I go insane. So, or I go more insane.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and something that's been really cute. So Brian and I, I'll let you kind of explain this, but he's gotten Birdie into chapter books. I love it because every night, how much, I mean, you guys, how many chapters do you feel like you read in these chapters?
1: Well, so it, I mean, it's different depending on the book, but you know, sometimes it all depends on like what time we get her to bed Right. is, but, uh, if we get her to bed early, sometimes I'll be in there for 45 minutes reading to her out loud. And yeah. it's been, um, it's been really fun for her and really fun for me. Like, I, I feel like that's one of my favorite times of the day. It's oh, you just love it sitting in bed and reading together. And she, you know, one of the, we did, um, you know, most people are familiar with Little House on the Prairie based on the TV shows, at least, you know, older people like us are aware of Little House on the Prairie. And so, you know, her school had this like summer reading list of like children's literature, right? And so the Little House on the Prairie books were on there. And the first one is Little House in the Big Woods. So That was actually the first one that I read to her. And she loved loved it. it. And then, and then she he
0: was out of town. And she looks at me, and I'm like, "How long is this chapter?" And She like <laughs> thought we were gonna read two, and I'm like, "Bert, I'm sorry, with Dada, you guys might read 45 minutes, but you got
1: 15, but, 20 minutes, mom. So uh, the third book I read to her because we've read actually you guys th- have, throughout this summer. I think we've read. I think we're on our sixth book, yeah. and they're like a lot of these are longer books. They're, but yeah. the third book was uh, the one and only Ivan. And it was a Newbery Award winner, which is like a Newbery Awards are for children's books. And um, not only did she love it, but I also found out after we read it that there's a movie and she loves the movie and the movie made Re-cry. Yeah.
0: And I was watching it with my kids and I'm like bawling with Stella dies. And then Ivan just wants Don't to
1: spoil things.
0: Okay. Sorry. You have to
1: give them a spoil. You have to say spoiler, spoiler if you're going to read the one and Anyways, only Anyways, I
0: cried a bunch and Buddy kept looking at me like, are you okay, mama? And I'm like, I'm not. These poor <laughs> animals want to be free. Like yeah. what the heck? So, and actually
1: one of the things that I found really cool, and I just started doing this with Bird yesterday to see if she even liked it was uh, we're reading the girl who drank the moon and she loves the story and it's really good i'm loving it but then we were on like a 40, 40 minute drive and i asked her i said do you want to listen to the book and she's like can you read to me and drive and i was <laughs> like no there's audiobooks. there's a thing there's things called audiobooks and somebody a professional narrator will read this book to you she goes oh that sounds great. And so we listened to it the whole way there, then we listened to it the whole way back, and she loved it. So, yeah. and I, I have to say, and as much as I hate to admit this, the narrator is a better reader than I am. Like she does little voices oh, for really? like, yeah, yeah. for And I do like little voices well, for different gonna characters. Oh, going to
0: expect that now out of us. Yeah.
1: Well, I, and, no. I, and I do it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a, there's kind of like a swamp monster in there and that sort of thing. So I do little different voices for different, different things or whatever, but.
0: You're going to have to step up your game.
1: Yeah. And I don't even know. It might not even be like a professional narrator. It might just be the author, but the author has a better, the author knows where the book is going. Right. I don't know where the book is going. So I I'm just reading true. it to her. And so, uh. So, anyways, yeah, it was a. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I love, I love, 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 love reading books with yeah. bird.
0: You're such a good daddy. You really are, great daddy, husband, teacher, mm. all of it. Mm. Well, Brian, before we end the podcast, we is
1: that the podcast?
0: No, we have to answer <laughs> some questions. Okay. Um. You know. This morning on Instagram, I made you take a selfie with me Yeah, and we got in so many incredible questions and you guys, you sent in so many. I didn't even know what to choose, but there was a couple like Brian and I that stood out to us, um, that I was like, okay, let's, these ones would be really great. Um, I definitely have to get an AW one in there. I know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's start there. okay? Okay. So, um, this question came in, what has been your favorite match since joining AEW and also who wins at All In, MJF or Cole?
1: Hmm, so I don't have favorite matches. Anybody who knows me knows that. I judge things by my experience while I'm out there. Like, do I enjoy myself? And I enjoy myself a lot in a lot of my matches with, with AEW. And so, um, so yeah, I've had fun with a lot of them and even the, like the harder ones. So I wrestled the, for those of you who are not keeping up with AEW, which I, and probably on this podcast are a lot of people, right. And, and maybe don't know Japanese wrestlers, which is probably also a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Uh, my last match where I broke my arm, um, I was wrestling a Japanese man whose last name is Okada. Uh, I can't even pronounce his first name very well because you know, that's. Not good at it. So I don't want to butcher it. But anyways, um, he did an elbow drop to me off the top rope and it ended up breaking my arm. And then I wrestled another 10 minutes with the broken arm, which the doctor said made it worse. And like <laughs> made that the would. Made it, but that would. But that said, uh there's a certain I find a, a certain joy in doing things that are hard. Right mm-hmm. and finishing them, and uh, even though it probably caused me a little bit more damage, like I got more value out of it, given that that had happened, versus if it had not happened. And even though I, in no way, shape, or form, would, if I could take it back, I would wish my arm never got broken, and that I'd be able to. So be able to wrestle at all in in Wembley, you know, it's going to be one of the biggest wrestling crowds in history this weekend on I Sunday. Know. And, um, and, and I don't get to take part of it because my arm is still, is still healing.
0: I know that's hard on you.
1: Yeah. So. It, but despite that, and I, I wouldn't ask for my arm to be broken if I could do it over again, but because it did happen and I couldn't control it. Like it almost gave more meaning to how I felt how I felt about the match itself and also like I did a press conference afterwards with my broken arm but we didn't know how bad it was at the time true I up, viking well but I think there's uh and I do this a lot when I'm fasting one of the things you know there's a lot of health benefits to fasting but when you put yourself in an uncomfortable position or you do something and it's uncomfortable and you keep doing it the thing is not like okay yay I did it it's can I do this, for example, while fasting or wrestling with a broken arm or doing a press conference with a broken arm? Can I do this and keep a good attitude while being in pain, while being starving, right? Like, uh, and those are things that I think about myself or when I th- I think to myself yeah, when these things are happening. So that that's one of the matches that I really like, if I'm looking back on something versus experiencing something in the moment, um, I really, I really enjoyed that uh, match with Okada. And as far as who wins between MJF and Adam Cole, I'm just excited to watch it. Right. I, um, I think the spectacle of All In, as far as being in front of such a large crowd, uh, like nobody in our generation of wrestlers has wrestled in front of that many people before. So I, I'm just excited to watch it and watch part of history.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next question: How do you cope with depression as a father?
1: So. Sometimes you just get through it. And there's nothing that you can do
0: now for fathers or even mothers out there. What kind of advice would you give them? I mean, would you like, you know, is there anything that helps you get through it? Is that I mean, I think one is honesty with your spouse, like Mm -hmm. letting your spouse know you're going through it. Um, So then they can kind of, I don't know, take on more of the work with the kids. But I don't know. Is there any type of advice you can give to someone? Like, is it a book? Is it something active they do? Is it, what is it? Would you? Say? Well,
1: so th- there are a couple of things that are known to be uh, better for depression than even antidepressants, which are, for example, exercise has been shown to work as well on depression as antidepressants. Uh, Same thing with cold exposure, like cold plunging or whatever. Although I know that's not accessible to everybody, but that also doesn't, just like antidepressants, don't stop depression. These things don't stop depression. They, you still experience depression. And then, so if the question is, if you're doing all these things to mitigate your depression, but you still experience depression, how, what do you do in those moments when you are experiencing depression? Part of it is just getting used to being uncomfortable with the depression and the thoughts in your head and knowing that there's things that you have to do anyways and that's where like to me that's actually how my kind of obsession with doing things that are uncomfortable started is like i have all these things in my head that are making me feel horrible but i need to do things that like throughout the day so how do i get myself comfortable with these uncomfortable thoughts in my head right and and so that you know that's what a lot of that has been for me is how do you how do you still experience depression and get through life and be a good father and not even have necessarily your kids know like not having birdie know that oh daddy's having a really hard day like she might know that I'm having a hard day because yeah, kids but, don't
0: understand it but
1: she still knows that I love her and then i'm still doing things right. with her and all those sorts of things so all of the, all of that to say some of it is just that is just you just got to get through it then right. you got to try to keep a positive attitude at least outwardly and then the other thing is what Bree said if you have a significant other or spouse or whatever it is is letting them know that like hey i'm having a tough day today can you help right yep. and i think help is Just be
0: honest with how you're feeling. We're all human and we're all going through a lot of shit. (laughs) Life is not easy. Just be honest how you're feeling. And I appreciate it when Brian's honest with me. And let me tell you, in the beginning of our relationship, it was very hard on me and it wore very heavy on me because I was trying to make him happy or do all these things. And a doctor looked at me and was like, you can't, it's, this is different. This isn't like someone's in a bad mood and you're going to change it. This is depression. It's different. Being very honest." is like i feel like the first step and Killing sometimes someone, you don't just, try to hold it in and hide it
1: sometimes just lay on the floor and that helps <laughs> don't do that
0: <laughs> why not
1: kids love That's jumping
0: the, go. oh i see yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah like when you're with your kids right sometimes they do you love that yeah you just lay on the floor and let them jump on you and yeah. even if in your head you're just like i wish this all would just stop the kids love it they're just they jumping do. on your chest and whatever so. okay
0: two more questions What characteristics of yourself do you see in each of your children?
1: Gosh. So with Bird, I especially see like the thoughtfulness and she loves reading and that sort of thing. She's a little sensitive. I'm a little sensitive, right? And so that's what I see in her. And in Bud, sometimes I like his love of numbers and like loving to figure things out like he's always you can always see his brain working like and like he always does like what does he do is it with and he's always trying to figure something out
0: now his like hand will go on his head
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and And, then he'll
0: put his finger in the air like okay now i know
1: yeah and i also i feel like both of our kids are really starting to love being outside and in nature and that sort of thing and you know birdie yesterday was just She says, I don't want to leave. I don't want to, there's, and I said, oh, really? You love it here, sweet girl? And she goes, yeah, I don't want to leave because there's so much nature around. And I was like, "Kids love Tahoe, yeah, so. It's so
0: cute. Okay, last question, and we're going to end it about me because I like that. When planning time with Brie, what do you think about first?
1: Oh, gosh. So I try to think of, mostly I just try to think of what she would enjoy because it's not, this is what I find. I find when we get alone time together and go do something, I enjoy just about anything. Minus something that involves her drinking a lot.
0: <laughs> I usually say the drinking when I'm with Nicole. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to the live podcast this weekend, which if you live in Arizona, you better have bought your tickets. I will drink there because oh, you're boy. not around. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: Oh boy, I, I suspect there will be debauchery there.
0: Brie mode usually comes out at the yeah. live podcast. That's yeah, it's true.
1: But you're almost forty.
0: That's fine. There's which means Brie I, mode. which means I don't really give a shit anymore. So then it comes out even more. Oh you know, boy. back in the day I kind of cared. Now I don't care. I'm like whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, that goes to like a, a quote that I like that said uh, it's something something along these lines. It's like when you're when you're twenty you care what everyone thinks. When you're forty. You don't care what anybody thinks. I don't. When you're 60, you realize nobody was thinking about you anyways.
0: Oh, that's so good.
2: It's so good. That's and so it's true. true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but usually, oh, look at the cute little chipmunk. Oh my gosh. Look at his little face. Oh, so cute. So usually when Brian plans things, sex is my
2: favorite.
1: Yeah. But, but, <laughs> so when I'm planning things, th- that includes that. Uh, I try to plan things that I think she's really going to enjoy because for example, she likes fancy restaurants and she likes,
0: okay. I don't like fancy restaurants. No, no,
1: no. I, I don't want to, maybe I should say fancy is not the right word. Restaurants I like <laughs> with, with good food and yes. good wine.
0: I'm a foodie. So yeah.
1: and so and good wine. Yeah. Um, I
0: like try new things like that. He knows that. Like, yeah. Take me to a restaurant with a vibe. And the food's good, a good wine list and like.
1: And then so for example, she'll say things like this. Oh, this sounds like fun. And I'll be like, oh, well, we should go do that.
0: Yes. This thing that. that
1: you sound, that you think sounds like fun, we should go do. Yeah. Versus like, hey, this sounds like fun to me. Come do this thing that I want to do that sounds like fun. That I don't, I don't, I don't even think like that.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. But you're really great at. Planning things. We are going to end our podcast with a little inspiration and affirmation. And I saw this quote, one of my friends put it up on Instagram this morning, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. It's by Mark Holderhoff. And this is what he says Nature and children are natural playmates. They're both wild and messy, unpredictable and beautiful. And when I saw that quote, I really thought of Buddy and, you know, like just everything, but just the situation I'm going through right now and what's been like on my mind. But I really thought of buddy like he is wild and messy and unpredictable and beautiful. And that is nature. And that's why my son belongs in nature, because they are natural playmates. And I'm so grateful he has the daddy has. And I think the mommy has, too. Yeah.
1: Because David Hasselhoff is so wise.
0: That's not David Hasselhoff.
1: I thought that's what you said.
0: Mark Holterhoff. Oh, (laughs) he
1: was great in that show with all the with Pamela Anderson in the bikinis okay I'm not listening to you um, <laughs> so wise
0: but um so yeah I thought that was a really beautiful quote and a great way I feel like to end this podcast and Brian I have to say thank you so much for coming on yeah it's always a treat and I feel like for our listeners really fun last week they got um Nikki and Artem and this week they get us and we're all very different it's crazy but it's but nice. Nicole's
1: still pooping
0: okay you can't do that <laughs> Nicole will kill him by the way <laughs> Story she of Nicole's life.
1: <laughs> she doesn't have the guts to kill me.
0: Okay. Any last words for our listeners? No. Okay.
1: I just hope everybody's I, enjoying their life and everybody's staying safe. And that If you have an opportunity to for places like Maui or, or places where you live that need help, if you have the opportunity to give, please do. If you don't have the opportunity to give, uh, just send your prayers and well wishes to, to people that need help. So. Yes.
0: And also, um, you can see this video on YouTube. That's right, we're putting up our videos on YouTube. So make sure to go follow our YouTube channel and um, check out our shows from the podcast. You can also follow our IG page, The Nikki and Bree Show, and we're on Facebook. And this coming weekend, we are live at Gila River Casino Wild Horse Pass. So go get your tickets. It's going to be an amazing show. Artem and Gleb are on there. Nikki and I have some fun surprises. Everyone always walks away, I feel like, from our live show, just being like, that was a really great time. So get your tickets. Come see us live this Friday at Gila River Casino, Wild Horse Pass. You're going to regret it if you don't. Okay, I love you, sweet face. Thank you for coming up. I love you (laughs) too.